0: This, this is inside purple and
1: gold. Oh, the Texans all of a sudden love Will Levis. Like, we'll right. take him. We'll take him. Right. Uh, we'll take him if you don't trade up for him. Right. So, but you see that a lot with the draft. Um, to your point about the, the quarterbacks maybe going one, two, three, four. Um, and your earlier point about the Vikings have, I think, what, the third worst draft capital in, in the upcoming draft. Is there anyone that you love? any of these big four quarterbacks that you say, like, they have to go, they have to try. Um, and if they do, is it worth mortgaging the future, which like you said, has been kind of an issue in the previous regime. I don't
2: know if I just played too much Madden when I was a kid, but there's something about Anthony Richardson. Like there is nobody like him. And, and I forget which podcast I was listening to maybe the Rich Eisen show. I think it was Joe clap from Fox sports news. He calls college games with Gus Johnson. He was comparing these quarterbacks to a Rubik's cube. And one it's like, all right, what's the potential if you unlock this Rubik's cube? And then two, how many turns is it going to take to figure out and solve the Rubik's cube? And I think Anthony Richardson, out of all the four or five quarterbacks, is going to take the most turns and clicks to finally unlock. But once you unlock him, if you can, there is no better Rubik's cube out there that we've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, he's just that special. And if you can truly unlock him and tap into those talents, he's the best player on the field, no matter who you're playing every single week, he's just that special. And again, long ways away, right? Super project. I mean, a lot of work you got to do. You're talking, minimum two years out again though I think with Kirk Cousins any one of these guys such a luxury to be able to have a young quarterback sit for a year not just Mm -hmm. like day two day three guys sit I think even Andrew Luck when he came out best quarterback prospect in 20 years he should have sat for a year I think it's just such a luxury for these these young quarterbacks to be able to just, I don't want to say baby steps, but just be able to have some patience with them and not feel that pressure. Too many of these young quarterbacks get thrown in the fire and there's something just mentally that, you know, things don't go perfect like they're used to in college, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. so many of these guys hardly lost games or, you know, barely threw interceptions or whatnot, Things get bad and get ugly quick in the NFL. Psychologically, you don't know what that's going to do to that guy. And there's tons of more advantages, too, outside of just that, you know, learning the playbook, digesting uh, the new scheme and terminology, and then just trying to adjust to the speed of the NFL. You ask any guy who played in the NFL, what's the, the toughest thing going from college to the pros? They all say the same thing. It's the speed. Nothing can prepare you for the speed going from college to the pros. So I think Anthony Richardson, long story short, is the guy that I would move up to three if he was still there, which I think he will be. um, Just because I think Bryce Young and CJ Stroud are gone at that point. Um, Will Levis has a ton of tools as well. Hendon Hooker just seems to be the hot topic of conversation, just giving that. I think he will fall a little bit and should fall into that late teens, <laughs> early twenties, something like that. So it's just more realistic. I think without giving up a King's ransom, we know is a big analytic guy. We saw him wheel and deal last year, quite a bit, not even afraid to wheel and deal inside the division mm-hmm. with not just Detroit, but green Bay. So I think he, he hooker, I think just weighing out all the pros and cons, especially just given the lack of draft capital. I think that's why so many people connect those dots, but If there was a guy you were going to trade up for, Anthony Richardson would definitely be my guy. Quick question for you guys, too, that nobody's talking about. And I just want to bring this up and just start a conversation about it for two, three minutes. What are you going to do next year when you got to pay Kirk Cousins $28 in dead money? Like the second he walks out the door, you got twenty-eight million on the books. You're paying him for all those restructures that you've done year after year. So what other choice do you really even have but to draft a rookie quarterback? Honestly, I don't see how they can literally afford anything else. Honestly, I know you know the cap is a myth and there's things they can bend and and whatnot, but outside of that, you still gotta extend JJ and Hawkinson and Darisaw. Like I don't know if there is any other options, guys, so I don't know if it's a so much of a will they or won't they? I think that's kind of a mute point at this point. All the decisions and moves they've made, specifically the things they've done with Kirk Cousins contract, because of all those moves, they almost have to roll with a quarterback on a rookie deal next year, and they know that. So it may not be a matter of, again, if or, or excuse me, when, but if. The question is, I think, do they grab a guy now and let him sit, or do they wait until 2024 and kind of throw him in the fire like we were just talking about? Because I'm fine with Hendon Hooker at 23. They may not be. It depends on who KOC likes. I just think because of the dead money, though, tell me what you guys think. Do they have any other option? They don't have to draft him this year, but I think a rookie quarterback almost has to start next year, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, that's a good point because, I mean, you you look at when you're paying a guy – assuming they don't re up with Kirk Cousins i guess mm-hmm. that's the only way that 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 a rich quarterback doesn't start is that they say kirk was good this year We'll kick the can down the road again and again and again, and then eventually you're gonna you're gonna run into this problem. Um, by the way, you're also gonna run into cap issues if if you have to extend Kirk Cousins again. Right. Um, but yeah, if, if Kirk Cousins' contract runs out, you're paying 28 million dollars to him to basically go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be a rookie quarterback. And I think when we when you heard Kevin O'Connell talk last week, you heard Quasi Adolf Menta talk last week. They hinted at like, yeah, we would love for a guy to sit a year under a veteran quarterback. Um, that was basically their way of, I think saying, look, if there's a quarterback we love in this draft, we would love to take him in the first round. If that's where it is, have him sit a year under Kirk, and then we'll take advantage of that rookie contract money, you Mm -hmm. know, cheat code, I guess right now and roll with him moving forward. If not, yeah, I think you have to draft the quarterback next year, start him right away, And who knows where you're drafting that guy? You're drafting him probably mid-late first. And that's a good way to tank a young quarterback's confidence to to Mm -hmm. throw a guy who's not ready uh, right into the fire. So I think the preferred option is probably in a vacuum to take a quarterback, let him sit the last year under Kirk, and start next year. But uh, to your point, it comes down to, do they like any of the quarterbacks at 23? Is there enough ammo? Are they willing to mortgage next year's draft to move up to – you know, in the top ten, perhaps, and even in the top five. Um, that's something that obviously will be, some the mo- one of the most intriguing things to come out of Thursday night,
2: for sure. And, and kind of to that point too. Uh, you know, every time KOC or Quacy gets up to that podium, and and you know, I, I think you guys are there once in a while too. I think it was their last presser, Quacy. Loves to bring up the fact that they drafted 10 guys last year and that's not really normal. I mean, they had almost twice the size of a normal draft for some teams and I, you know, just trying to maybe read between the lines a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking a little bit, but it tells me maybe he could, or they could justify moving up and using whatever little ammo they have. Because again, they are planning on guys like Louis Seem being a starter, Andrew Booth, jr being a big-time contributor, Uh, Caleb Evans being a guy, Brian Asamoah, Jalen Naylor. I mean, they're really putting a lot of eggs in last year's class basket because it was so big. Maybe they can justify just trying to get in their heads, right, just trying to put myself in their shoes. Maybe they can justify going Mm -hmm. up to get a quarterback, even though they don't have a ton of draft capital. But they would be fine, again, when you stack both classes on top of each other, they feel like they're still coming out ahead if they went and got their quarterback for the future.
0: Yeah. Quasi called it what? Like the two year horizon, which I suppose you're going to yeah. say when you have five picks and you took 10. Right. last year. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I think um, it's why you probably keep seeing hookers name, right. Is that like, they probably just don't have enough to get into kind of the range where you get the, the big four. Right. And that's a pretty substantial risk. And it's maybe a way to kind of serve two masters, right. On one side, you if hooker pans out you get the rookie contract through his prime which is pretty rare right that was mm-hmm. you know like through 26 27 28 um and still have some draft capital i'm assuming again you're moving down with some of these picks but to fill out the defense because as much as i think it's easier easy to pin it all on do and do certainly was not uh the best hire um i don't think that it's as simple as like Here's Brian Flores. Everyone's going to stay healthy. He'll get the most out of these guys. We'd love to see it with Booth, but you know he he dropped because the injury concern Scene had a pretty serious injury, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in London, I, you know, like and I love what Evans did. He had three concussions, right? I love what Asamoah did, but that's that is one guy. I mean, you have to supplement beyond that. So um, right. I think the Hooker pick makes a lot of sense. It's just kind of weird that they like painted themselves in this corner. And I get it. We talked about kind of what was inherited in the in the fact that they chose not to to burn it down, right? That they wanted this competitive rebuild and they wanted to go for. A 13-win season last year. Um, But. uh, And
2: and to that point, too, Tom, like, you know, something that really never gets discussed too much, it's kind of just gets glossed over owners have a a a large Mm -hmm. part to do with not only the draft but the entire plan too right i mean they're signing the checks for everybody too so you got to get the owners to sign off on this game plan as well both from you know a draft night who we're gonna pick on on draft night and also like what's the what's the short-term plan and what's the long-term plan as well and I don't know. I think one of the appeals to Kirk Cousins, honestly, from an ownership standpoint is, you know, you're going to be competitive every year. You know, you're going to put fans in the seats. And I think after the Wils went through that like three and 13 run post Brett Farvera with Donovan McNabb and some other guys thrown in there. I just think they want to stay as far away from that as possible. They got the new newer stadium and everything else going on too. So I just mm-hmm. wonder, you'd love to be a fly in the wall in some of those conversations where the Wilson are at in all this, are they a proponent for grabbing a new quarterback? Are they the ones kind of digging their heels in and say, no, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I get it, but let's roll with Kirk cousins. One more year. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to bite the bullet yet. Um, so it's just interesting to think about that too, because it was kind of a goofy thing, right? When Quasey came in, took over it's like all right you're gonna burn the whole thing down right you're gonna strip it down to the studs much like ryan polstil did in chicago as well right no not really the case kind of one foot in each bucket the competitive rebuild as they dubbed it and you know again it worked out phenomenal 13 and 4 seasons some phenomenal games in there super dramatic um but uh yeah it's almost like you got to kind of got to commit at some point and just push your chips all in to one kind of you know path or offseason blueprint if you will or strategy and it just seems like I mean we'll know a lot more after this draft whether they go get a quarterback or end up trading back for example where their kind of psyche and, and mindset is at for the future I think after draft weekend.